Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty Dinosaur. I <laughs> got him. <laughs> oh my, I wasn't expecting that. And the dinosaur was raised by a family of lemurs. Really? Mm, if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening oh. to this dino podcast because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. It's a spoiler for a movie that I saw in the cinemas. Me too. And really regretted seeing too. Even <laughs> never though, saw it again. <laughs> yes, I never saw it again either. Man, that movie was really hyped. Whatever it may be. <laughs> yes. We won't spoil it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty clear. The, the title as well. Matty D, would you care to explain for any first-time listeners what we do on this show? Absolutely. So what we do on this show is we look at the promotional material and the trailers for upcoming movies. And based on that, we try to guess as much as the film's plot as possible. That's exactly right. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can. Because in cinemas right now, I know a lot of people are really excited for this one. I've spoken to people who have pre-booked tickets because they are so excited for this movie. In cinemas right now is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the next big Marvel picture. Yes. The one that they're saying is going to reshape the whole Marvel universe as we know it. Oh, right. Overselling it, they might be, but <laughs> we'll see when the movie comes out. It's out right now. We can go see we it right now. We can go see it. Now, that's a movie we probably got more wrong than right. Oh, but absolutely. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like our heart wasn't in the right place for <laughs> no. that one. Our heart really wasn't in it for that episode. And continuing that trend, this week, <laughs> we are talking about the third installment in the Jurassic World trilogy, Jurassic World Dominion, or as Matty D called it off air last week. Jurassic World Domination, which is, would be a completely different movie, but one that I'd be keen to see. I'm sure that's a kink somewhere. Yeah, T-Rexes in leather with whips. Mm. Something I kind of want to, well, let's not go into my... Sparing no expense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, let's dive straight into what our histories are with these Jurassic World movies. Now, in the past, we have done a special episode where we talked about a potential Jurassic Park reboot. Mm. And in that same episode, we talked about our history with the Jurassic Park franchise as a whole. So if you want to hear us delve more into our opinions on those original three movies, please go and listen to that episode because we talk at depth about that. And we explore the whole concept of the first movie in more detail. But I think for this episode, we should restrict our thoughts and feelings and histories just to the Jurassic World three movies, the trilogy itself. The new trilogy, I suppose you could call it. So Manny D., what is your history with the Jurassic World movies? Uh, so, first time I saw this movie was not in a cinema. This movie? You haven't seen it yet. It's not out yet. The the first movie of this series. Trilogy. Jurassic yeah. World. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch it in cinemas, but I watched it at a house party. I was very intoxicated when I watched it, and I hated mm-hmm. it. Absolutely hated it. Found it boring. Wasn't paying attention. Couldn't remember anything about it. I recently- well, How do you know you hated it then? I just did. It was not good. It was like leaving Fantasy Island. You don't remember details, but you remember how you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just found the whole thing really boring and I just couldn't wait for it to end. I was like busy doing other things. I was like, this sucks. But you were a fan of the original Jurassic yeah. Park movie, weren't you? Yeah. And and yeah. somebody really sold this to me as a really good Jurassic Park movie. So I was like, oh, cool. Crack open a few beers, had a few like spirits, hated it. So never had any interest in watching any of the other movies. Mm. I've watched the second one for this show. I went and watched it and I begrudgingly went and watched it. And now you're a fan. You're a fan. Ended up getting drunk for that too. Hated it. Sensing a theme here, right? (laughs) Yeah. Although I I hated it and then I kind of was like, you know what? If I if I kind of switch my perspective on it, it it's actually a really unintentionally funny movie. So then I started enjoying so. enjoying the movie a lot. And, and then the I, best thing about that second movie is it makes the first movie look better. It makes Jurassic World look a lot <laughs> which better. Which is funny because I went back and I watched the first movie. Oh man, you did sober, yes. And I still didn't love it, but I I kind of walked away from it like you know what? It's not a bad Jurassic Park movie. In fact, it probably is a good Jurassic Park movie. This 
is just not my type of movie. You know me, Kieran. I'm not a big monster movie guy, so yeah, I, I can. If people love this uh, new franchise, this new series of uh, Jurassic Parks movies, then good for them. But it's not my kind of movie, so no, I don't really enjoy them at all. No, and I have pretty much have the exact same history as you, Matty D. So I didn't see Jurassic World in cinemas. I had no interest in seeing it because I saw Jurassic Park three, and I was just like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with this yes, franchise. Yes, because there's only so much you can do with this franchise, really, and that's only so much they have done with this franchise. I sort of feel like this new movie we'll talk about is attempting something different, although I'm not hopeful. So I had no real interest in seeing Jurassic World when it came out. I eventually saw it when people recommended it to me. They were like, oh man, you've got to see Jurassic World. It's a real return to formula. It's a real return to what made that first movie good. And I was like, yeah, great. Let's watch it. And for me, it was pretty much exactly like a poor man's version. Well, the budget was a lot higher and the special effects were arguably a bit better than the original Jurassic Park. But for me, it was like a lesser version of a better movie. Mm. So I couldn't... It was sort of like Star Wars Episode Seven. I'd seen this plot done before, yeah. but I'd seen it done better somewhere else previously. Yeah, and... uh I don't know. People might disagree with me, but the characters in that first Jurassic World movie, I didn't really care for any of them. No. No, they were annoying, if anything. Yes. And, you know, we had much more likable, better characters in the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. And in this movie, apparently. So, when they were fleeing from danger, you were worried about them. But when, like- In Jurassic World- Annoying Kid 1 is is getting chased by a dinosaur, and Annoying Kid 2 is trying to chase him. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Who cares? And we don't. We're not really given a lot of opportunity to warm to the characters. No. You could say we have the same amount of time as we did in the original movie, but they're just not as well written. They're not as well executed. And so, quite like you, had no desire to watch the second movie at all, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. But for this show, I begrudgingly sat down and watched it for the first time, and I really, really didn't like that movie. Quite like you. And this brings us, I suppose, to this new movie where I saw the trailers for it in the cinemas several times. And the whole time, every time that I would see the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion, in the back of my mind, there's just a little voice saying, you're going to have to do a plot prediction for this movie. And it would just like create a pit in my stomach. And I just get this like overwhelming feeling of anxiety and dread Mm -hmm. just having to sit down. And we're here today to do it. We're finally Everything's been leading up to this point. But yeah, I've been dreading doing this plot for ages just because I I really don't want to see the movie. I really don't want to think about the movie. And quite like Matty D said, I don't want to shit on anybody who really loves this franchise. It's just really not for me. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose we'll get into why exactly as we talk about this movie a little bit more. I got to apologize to you on air, by the way, because I just, when I was watching the second movie, I just just sending Kieran belligerent, angry messages about yeah. about the movie. Well, I knew exactly where you were coming from because I'd watched yeah. the movie the day before. So you, I, was, you, I kept being like, just you wait. Yeah, you were just like, just you wait. It gets worse. Yes, just you wait. <laughs> so, of course, if it wasn't obvious already from our conversation, Jurassic World Dominion is the third installment of the Jurassic World trilogy and the sixth Jurassic Park movie overall. Now, you're probably wondering exactly why they're making a third movie in this trilogy after the last movie was such a critical failure. It may have been a critical failure. Nobody may have liked the movie, but Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Wait, what? Yeah, I think it was something like the 13th highest grossing movie of all time. Really? Yes. So, the the movie made a shitload of money. It made over a billion dollars. I think it was $1.3 billion. Wow. I wonder how many of those were returns. (laughs) Well, they wouldn't have made that money. Something interesting as well that I read while doing research on this movie is that director and co-writer Colin Trevorrow has said that the movie will not involve dinosaurs terrorizing cities because that's not realistic. And that upset me straight away because I'm like, what's the point of making the fucking movie then? Who wants to see a movie about dinosaurs like running around in a forest? We've seen that already. We've seen that. Isn't the whole selling point of this movie? The original trailer for this movie had a T-Rex 
going into a drive-in movie theater and causing chaos. And everyone was like, yeah. oh, this is something new. Well, unless we saw uh, The Lost World Jurassic Park 2 where the T-Rex went on a rampage in San Diego. That was the best part of that movie, mind you. I want to see that on a bigger scale, but no, this movie is not giving us that. Yeah, it's too unrealistic. Too to unrealistic. Why, what's stopping dinosaurs from going to the city if they're all free? Nothing. What's stopping them? Nothing. In so fact, how is that not realistic? <laughs> That's pissed me off now. Yeah, exactly. You're just as annoyed as I was. In fact, in the trailer, we see pterodactyls nesting in like the tops of skyscrapers in New York. Yeah, that's so cool. So they're clearly in the city. I mean, they're not necessarily rampaging, but you know, what if it, like a pterodactyl would swoop down and pick off a child off the street just <laughs> randomly to feed the babies? That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Back when we did our special episode for our Jurassic Park remake, I talked about the trading card series Dinosaurs Attack, which is the, the loose plot of those trading cards is that a wormhole is opened up and a whole bunch of dinosaurs are taken from different periods and teleported into you know modern day suburbia. And of course, just in all this chaos, they just run around killing people in really gruesome ways. And I was really hopeful when they first announced this movie, I was really hopeful that it would just be literally dinosaurs running around the city, terrorizing people and people have to fight for their lives. It's like a dinopocalypse. And I was like, that sounds like a great plot for a movie. They've never done that in a Jurassic Park movie before. This is a great new direction. But now that Colin Trevorrow has come out and said, oh, no, the movie's not going to be like Godzilla. Something, you know, halfway entertaining. Instead, it's going to be the same shit that we've seen in a million other movies, a million other Jurassic Park movies, well, five of them at least. And you're going to sit down, you're going to eat it, and you're going to enjoy it. Great. So, yeah. Great. That's what we have to look forward to. So, on that note, what do we know about this movie so far? Two trailers. Now that we know what we're not getting, (laughs) what are we getting? Two trailers are out for this film. That's all I've been able to find. I don't know if you've found any more. No, only two. Uh, basically, and and not a lot of information. Can no, I say that? Not a lot no. of information. We're- I was so glad that that second trailer came out because oh that first trailer had nothing God. in it. And that second trailer is very sort of plot heavy. If it wasn't for that second trailer, I don't think I'd have a plot this yeah, way. Yeah, I, I agree. That second trailer was really, really helpful and pretty much the backbone of my plot Yes. Uh, today. But uh, what we see in the trailer is that our heroes are living in a cabin somewhere in, in Owen's cabin and they're- Presumably the cabin he was building in the second movie. Yes. Because if it isn't that cabin, then he was just fucking wasting his time. (laughs) Yes. That cabin is just sitting somewhere unfinished. (laughs) Uh, Humans are living alongside dinosaurs. There's obviously a a degree of um, people needing to adapt to that. Yeah, cohabilitation. And... Blue, the what's uh, the Velociraptor? Blue's That's right. The Velociraptor. Yeah. Blue, uh, Blue has a child, and some bad guys kidnap Blue's child, and That's Owen right. is deciding that he's going to go and save Blue's child for some reason because you can talk to dinosaurs apparently, and well, uh, he can through through this has met some old familiar faces from the uh, the original movies. That's right. And where we go from there, I guess that's what we're going to discuss. I've heard that it is based a lot on the novel, more so than the uh, than the original movies were. So we'll see where As we in go. like the Michael Crichton novel. Yeah, apparently. I didn't hear that, but whatever. I guess that's only a good well, thing. I don't know anything about the novel, so it didn't help. I've me read either. it. So, oh, okay. And what I'm seeing is not really connecting in my head. So, yeah, that's what we know so far. Very little. A lot of action scenes. Would you like to hear the official synopsis for the movie? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. That always gives us a lot of information, doesn't yeah. it? So, you'll like this one too, Maddie. D. You'll really, really like the direction that this one goes really? in. So, it goes, This summer, experience <laughs> the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era as two generations unite for the first time. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are joined by Oscar winner Laura Dern. <laughs> 
Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill. I don't know if they're saying that Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill are also Oscar winners, but it sounds that way. (laughs) That's very clever. In Jurassic World Dominion, a bold, timely, and breathtaking new adventure that spans the globe. From Jurassic World architect and director Colin Trevorrow, Dominion takes place four years after Island Nublar has been destroyed. Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. Humans. Oh, dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. So that was the official uh, description from the official website. Helpful. Uh, Yeah, it didn't really tell us anything at all. Nope. That was probably as loose as loose can be. It talked more about the director than it did anything else. (laughs) And the actors. But anyway, let's talk about who's in this movie. I mean, the synopsis already did that a little bit, but we can dive in in a little bit more detail. So returning as the character of Owen Grady is Chris Pratt, who, of course, we've talked about in the movies Avengers Endgame, where he was Star-Lord, as well as Onward, where he was, you know, what was it? The the fat older brother. What was his name? Barley. Yes. So we've definitely talked Chris Pratt before. And returning as the character of Claire Deering is Bryce Dallas Howard, who is probably best known for her award-winning role in Good Dick as Kissing Woman. (laughs) What do you know Bryce Dallas Howard from, Matty D, uh, aside from the Jurassic World movies? This movie, I can't think of anything else I know her from. What about your favourite movie of all time, Spider-Man 3, where she played Gwen Stacy? Oh, that's right, she did too. She was a blonde there. Yeah, that's right. Which is weird because they had Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane yes. as a redhead, though she's blonde in real life. And then they had Bryce Dallas Howard, who is a redhead in real life, playing the blonde Gwen Stacy. Huh? Nah. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. Can't blame well, Sam Raimi's a genius, so he can do whatever he wants. He is. So, next up, returning as the character of Dr. Alan Grant, who we haven't seen since Jurassic Park 3, is Sam Neill, who is probably best known for being in Jurassic Park, Event Horizon, as well as The Hunt for Red October. That Merlin movie? Well, that was a miniseries. Or was it? Yeah, that was oh, a miniseries. Yeah. I literally just rewatched it recently. <laughs> is it good? I no. remember it being good. <laughs> well, you just like the ending, where they defeat the bad guy just by turning... <laughs> By turning around and it's like, we're not listening to you, la 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 la, and she just disappears out of shame. Yeah, maybe this is how this movie will end. Yeah, they, de- they defeat the dinosaurs by turning around and covering their ears and being like, we're ignoring you, and they just disappear out of, you know, in a puff of logic. So next up, returning as the character of Dr. Ellie Sattler is Oscar winner Laura Dern, who of course is probably best known for being in the original Jurassic Park. She was in Jurassic Park 3 as well, but she more famously, I would say, in Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, and a whole bunch of other David Lynch projects. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for David Lynch, I don't think she'd have much of a career. <laughs> she was also Admiral Holdo in Star Wars Episode 8. She was. Where she did the famous Holdo maneuver where she just rammed into the bad guys and killed them. <laughs> Next up, returning as my favourite character from the Jurassic Park series, Dr. Ian Malcolm is Jeff Goldblum. He's my favourite too. Who we've never officially talked about on this podcast before, although he did appear in Matty D's special episode plot for Jurassic Park. He did, yes. But what else would you say that you know Jeff Goldblum from? The Fly? The Fly, yes. Um, Independence Day. Death Wish movie. Yeah, Independence Day. He's now in Marvel movies. That's right. He's in Thor and he's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder alongside Matty D. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We're pals now. Yeah, you got to know him on set, right? Yeah, you, we you share were, a trailer. Yeah, oh, that, that would be awesome if that was the truth. So moving on, playing the character of Dr. Lewis Dodgson. Dodgson, Dodgson, we got Dodgson here. How cool is this? Is Campbell Scott. Of course, they couldn't get the original actor back for, for Dodgson because yes. he was a very naughty boy yes. and is in jail. And we probably know Campbell Scott best as playing Richard Parker. Richard Parker, not from uh, Life of Pi, but Richard Parker as in Spider-Man's dad in the amazing Spider-Man movies. The guy who was really bad at hide and seek, if you remember those <laughs> movies. So next up, playing the character of Maisie Lockwood is Isabella Sermon. She's returning as the same character from the previous movie, and I don't think she's really done anything else of note. 
kind of don't want to see her back in this movie. She I screamed a lot in that hated, first movie. Hated that plot twist. Yes, me too. I guess we'll talk about it as we talk about our plots. So next up, returning as the character of Dr. Henry Wu is B.D. Wong. Most famous for appearing in a whole bunch of Jurassic Park movies. He was in the first one. He was in Jurassic World. He was in Jurassic World Fallen Order. And he's returning again with long hair in this movie. Yes. Yeah. He's kind of having a little bit of a redemption story in this. Yeah, uh, it looks that series. way. I'm glad you worked that into your plot. I certainly worked it into mine. So he was sort of like the villain in the last two movies. Well, he was sort of like the villain's henchman in the last two movies. Yeah, I think his heart was in the right place, but he was like a reluctant villain. That's right. So, yeah, is he going to have a redemption in this movie? Is he going to get eaten by dinosaurs? Who knows? We'll see. So next up, returning as the character of Franklin Webb is Justice Smith, who, of course, we've talked about before because he was the main character in Detective Pikachu. I don't even remember the character's name. He was a hacker. He was Franklin Webb in uh, Jurassic World Fallen Order. And he was he a hacker? Oh, he was a computer guy. He was a computer guy. That just <laughs> automatically makes you a hacker, according to movie logic. Yep. But yeah, he's coming back in this in some regard. He's not in any of the trailers or promotional material. Thank goodness. I saw him in the background of some of the trailers, I'm pretty no, sure. No, it wasn't him. No? Nope, wasn't him. I can't yep. wait to hear your plot now. And finally, last and certainly least, returning as the character of Dr. Zia Rodriguez, the, what was it, paleo animal rights activist and feminist, whatever she was in the last movie, is Daniela Pineda, who, of course, is probably most famous these days, or more so infamous, for playing uh, Faye Valentine in the ill-fated Netflix live-action Cowboy Bebop series. <laughs> And I'm not going to hold that against her. I thought she was fine in that Netflix show, but I didn't think she was fine in the previous movie, and I don't want to see her back at this oh, one. Oh, she was fine in the movie. Oh, yeah? There was plenty of other bad stuff going on. Yeah. Well, she wasn't in the movie that much. No. It sort of felt like she didn't need to be there. Yeah. Those two characters were fine, I thought. I was just waiting for them to die, and they didn't. <laughs> no. Because I was like, these characters really need to die. <laughs> There's no point for them being in the movie unless they're going to die horribly, and they didn't, so I'm so surprised that they're back this time. So, before we start talking about our plots... Let's talk about the difficulties of writing a plot to a, an unknown Jurassic Park movie. Oh, man. So, if you really boil it down, these movies are largely plotless. So, there's always like a very thin sort of plot thread going on. If you think about the first movie, the plot is they go to a theme park where the attraction is dinosaurs. The dinosaurs break out and they have to essentially survive the, the night and survive the experience and get away. Mm -hmm. Very simple premise there. Nothing wrong with that premise at all. The, the fun of the movie comes from watching the action scenes and seeing the people that we like in peril, as well as like the whole connection of like, wouldn't it be cool to go to like a dinosaur theme park? Because we've all been to the zoo. We've all been to theme parks. We can relate to that experience. And we all love dinosaurs. So that was the magic of that movie. And then every other sequel, with the exception of Jurassic World, which just copied the plot of the first Jurassic Park movie, every other sequel has literally just been... Let's go into the jungle. Some dinosaurs are going to chase us around for a bit, and that's it. Yes. And this is pretty much going to be that same plot. No, again. no, they're in the world. Oh, they're not in the like uh, an enclosed space anymore. No, they're is, out in America, which is, is arguably a larger island, a is, continent even. It's completely different. It's completely I suppose different. so. They're in the world, but we know it's going to be dinosaurs chasing people around. Yeah, but we in know the it's world. going to be like how are we going to get to the next action scene where a dinosaur chases people around. Mm. That's every one of these movies. So mm. it is very difficult, or I personally found it very difficult to actually come up with a plot for this movie. Yes. Because typically we struggle with action movies on the show because it's kind of hard to gauge like where something is going to go in an action movie. It's kind of hard to predict where like an, a fight is going to go or a chase scene is going to go. So we tend to generally sort of breeze over that detail. But when the movie is 90% that, makes it very difficult because we mainly focus on plot points yeah. more so than actually action. So that's where the difficulty came in. I don't know if you struggled because I certainly struggled. 
I didn't put too much. Th- oh wow! <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say effort. Then for a <laughs> no, second. no, no. I kind of thought that you know there would be action scenes, and you know, I guess I guess in that respect, it was difficult to kind of work out what's going on because the trailer really did give us not very much. So it showed us all the action scenes, but mm-hmm. didn't give us a lot of plot points beyond people looking earnestly down the camera and saying like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't have cloned dinosaurs." Yeah. Yeah, you said that in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, we know this now. And they've got to wrap this this series of movies up. This trilogy. This trilogy. So I found it really hard working out what the ending was going to be. Yeah, me too. That's my struggle. Yeah, yeah, I, I did struggle with that a fair bit, but you know, I just looked at the other movies and looked at like the the through lines and said, "Yep, that's what I'm going to do here." Oh, ah, cool. That's pretty much what I did. All right. And one more thing before we dive into talking about what we think is going to happen. As we mentioned at the end of last week, and something we've been teasing for a very long time, if any details from our special episode plots, as in our Jurassic Park reboot plot, appear in this upcoming movie at all, I think we should get bonus points. So if any plot details at all that we came up with on our own actually appear in the movie, we get bonus points all around. Yeah, so listen to that episode if you want to know what we're talking about, because it's very crazy. And we're just creating extra work for ourselves in the future. (laughs) Oh, it's going to suck. Oh, well. All right, right, let's get straight into it. Guess who's going first? Who's that? It's your turn, my turn. My turn to go first? All righty. Well, I'll just go straight into it. Here is my Jurassic Turd Dominion plot. (laughs) Did you say Jurassic Turd? Yeah. Okay. That's what I call this movie. (laughs) Not making any friends this episode. (laughs) All right, so we love a good childhood flashback at the start of a movie. That's what we love here. That's what all the movies are doing. So this is what's going to happen at the start. We're going to have a childhood. I don't think we've had a childhood flashback in any of the Jurassic Park movies. Let me think. We've had plenty of children, but no childhood flashbacks. No, I don't think there has been. Nope. Oh, well, first time for everything. So we're going to have a childhood flashback, and it's going to be Blue's childhood flashback. So Blue's being trained by Owen. Owen will be- <laughs> de-aged Owen. Yeah, de-aged Owen. Well, he doesn't have to be de-aged. Like, the dinosaurs grow no. up pretty fast. Uh, Owen's going to be pushing Blue on a set of swings. Uh, Blue, <laughs> Blue will fall over and scrape his knee. Okay. And Owen will uh, comfort him and tell him, Blue, that is, that he'll Blue's always- Blue's a girl, by the way. Oh, Blue is a girl. Sorry. Sorry, Blue. Sorry to forget the plot you. point that <laughs> Blue gave birth. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a whole big thing <laughs> I was paying real I was paying really close attention <laughs> to that oh movie dear. all right so uh Owen will tell Blue that he will always be there to protect her yep of course and we're going to flash forward to present day after the events of the second movie Owen yep. will be Fallen doing Kingdom. yeah Fallen Kingdom Ma- uh, Owen will be doing manly things like building his cabin or finishing his cabin doing work he's going to be doing like Rambo style work on his ranch picking uh, up entire logs <laughs> Spinning, spinning around really fast on a horse. Mm, that's right. That's right. These things will be meant for the female gaze, but it'll be clear. It'll be clearly a male fantasy. Ah, it'll be for Maddie D too. Be for me. All for me. Now Claire will be less buttoned up and looking supposedly sexy or trying to be sexy. So she comes out in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> no, high no, heels. No. She's a man. She's a. She's, she's sorry, a man. She's a man. She's. <laughs> wow, it's going to be a good episode. She's a woman who's uh, you know, you know. Of, of the land now. She's kind of rougher. Mm-hmm. So she's all muscly. Yeah, why not? She comes out in a tank top with like massive guns. But she'll show her maternal side by comforting Maisie about something. Okay, you so know. Maisie's there too. Yes, yes. Okay. They're all there together. They're kind of like a family unit. Okay, why? Mm-hmm. Well, they adopted her at the end of the movie. Did they? Yeah, that's what I remember. Okay. And she's there in the trailers. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking why. Why are they, did they adopt her? She had nowhere else to go? Yeah. And why is uh, Claire suddenly living with Owen now after rejecting him in two movies in a row? Because they had a kissy. At okay. the end of the of the second movie. Fair enough. I think they did at the end of the first movie as well, but you know, we saw where that led. Well, enough time has passed that they're all living together now. Cool. So in present day, dinosaurs will live alongside humans. Mm. Owen and Claire will go out and wrangle wild dinosaurs as if they're wild stallions. Wild mm. stallions. Wild stallions! 
And also uh, treat wounded dinosaurs if they find them or are called out. To Very them. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blue lives in the cabin with them. In the cabin? No, not <laughs> like the cabin. Like a dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got a little dog bed Sorry. in the corner. Lives lives on that land with them. Okay. I don't know if they'll have like a fence for blue. I guess she it makes lives sense. near the cabin. Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Wait, in a little pen? You're suggesting? Maybe. Well, I think Blue is pretty well trained, so maybe Blue doesn't need a, a pen. No. Uh, Macy will have a very strong connection with Blue, and because uh, she's like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She's like her. Oh. oh God. The end of that Terrible. last movie. Terrible. That, that ruined me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. Now, Blue, as we see in the trailer, has a child. Now, I didn't see a name for this child, Blue's offspring, so I decided to call it Teal. Teal. Very nice. Uh, So, Maisie shows a lot of empathy and compassion towards the animals, towards the dinosaurs. There'll be a scene where Teal will get hurt and needs slight medical help, and Owen will approach her. Falls off while being pushed on the string. (laughs) Scrapes her knee. <laughs> it's blue pushing teal on the swing yeah. this time. Yeah, so so uh, teal has like a you know scratch or something or something poking in its side. Owen will approach a her. Thorn in its little toe. Yeah, blue will get protective, but Owen will do the thing where he squats down, puts, his, he puts hand his hands up. out, yeah. uh, and does that stupid pose. That will be done all the way. Why does this always happen? I that don't was know. one of my pet peeves. And every time I, every, this is this shows my uh, experience watching the movie. Every time he did that, I did like a fart noise, and it made it instantly more okay. enjoyable because you're that mature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that stance annoys me so much, and they do it all the time. It clearly doesn't work. <laughs> is it supposed to be cool? I don't know. It's it just it annoys me. That's his thing, though. <laughs> That's his defining character. Yeah, he squats and puts his hand out. He's exactly like Crocodile Dundee when he sees like a lion or something. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, prediction on this is that he's going to be doing that all the way through this movie. Oh, so just from start to finish, he's squatting <laughs> you know down I mean? with he's his hand out. He's going to be squatting and he's going to be walking. Oh, if only. Um, okay. While he's on a plane, he's just doing that yeah, to yeah. the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. okay. uh, so he manages to help Teal at this, at this point anyway. Uh, Claire will say something to Owen along the lines of, this can't stay this way forever. Well, if she's talking to the like scriptwriters for the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> yes. I, I need to uh, develop my acting career more. Get out of these kind of jobs. Anyway, the cabin will be invaded by poachers. Blue and- Poachers? Te- yeah. Well, we, that's- we So they think- come in with eggs and boiling water. That was so lame. I'm sorry. That was so, I'm so lame. Sorry. Are you are you a scriptwriter for Jurassic Park? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, we think they're poachers, right? Mm-hmm. No. We, th- we think we think they're poachers. They might be somebody else. Yeah, <gasps> yeah exactly. Backless, exactly. Uh, they'll capture Blue and Teal and put them in the back of a truck. Owen will be away at this time. He's doing he's doing his like cool stuff, you know, out and about. Out wait, wait, wait. You said they capture both of them? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Go go with me. Wait for it. Okay. Um. So Owen's going to enter in with either a quad bike. Or a horse, but I'm going to say quad bike. I'll make the decision because he's cool. He, he has always- a regular motorcycle in the trailer. Uh, he rides that later, though. No, he's working on the bike at his cabin. Okay, then it can be a motorbike. It doesn't really okay, matter. I've just helped you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Points for me in the future. He gets back just in time to try to stop the bad guys. There's going to be a chase scene. He'll mm. manage to free Blue from the truck. Yep. But Teal will be captured and drive off. Yep. Now, you know, Owen will promise Blue. <laughs> talk to Blue. Yep. He'll promise Blue that he'll save Teal. For some reason, Blue understands him. Yep. Owen will observe the cage that so like they were put in cages and man- and Owen managed to pull the cage out and he broke Blue out. But he notices that the cage that Blue was trapped in has a logo. It that says, says property of. <laughs> it says uh, biosync. If found. If found, return to. Hey, there's the, there's Did where we go. Did you say biosync? I said biosync. I think it's biosyn. Is it biosyn? Yeah. 
B-I-O-S-Y-N. It was the competitor in the original Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, never actually name dropped, but yeah, that's what they're suggesting here. Yes, yes. Well, in the novels, I think that's the competitor, and that's who I don't remember that. That's who Dodgson Dodgson Dodgson. That's who Dodgson worked for. That's right. But yeah, I think that's just an invention of this movie. I don't remember that being in the novel. It certainly wasn't in the original movie. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, it's going to be biasing. Claire has a passing knowledge of the company, but they'll need to find more information to find Teal. Claire will think this mission is stupid, but knows Mm. that Owen is way too. Me too. But Owen uh, knows Owen is way too stubborn to be stopped. Uh, so I think in this part of the movie, we'll be introduced to our lead antagonist, who is Lewis uh, Dodgson, mm-hmm. who has now become the CEO of Biosync. For some reason, he's just wearing the same outfit. He's wearing oh. like hats, sunglasses, and I like wish. a loud shirt. I wish. I wish. So rather than the Patsy we saw in the original movie, he's worked his way up in the world. Yeah. It is revealed that he wanted to capture the well-trained blue and domesticate these animals to advance. So he pretty much wants to domesticate dinosaurs to a okay. human. So he wants. Uh, I'm literally imagining like a dinosaur squatting down in like a kitty litter tray now. <laughs> well, you know, he wants he wants humans to be the ones in power to control. Okay. I think this is what they do all the time in these movies: humans having the power. So of the he dinosaurs. wants to control the dinosaurs, domesticate them, so they can live amongst humans without being a threat. Yes. Did I just take the plot from the second movie and put it in here? Yes. Well, I did. it's not the exact same plot. Oh, not quite. I guess. So it was. The person who took over Indian, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, wanted to open up a Jurassic Park in San Diego, mm-hmm. have like a smaller sort of like zoo style yeah. Jurassic Park on the mainland where it can make more money. And so they were raising dinosaurs on Isla Sauna to bring over to this San Diego park. Yeah. So not really domesticating dinosaurs like you're. you're oh, uh, but in the second positing. one, they kind of wanted to make it uh, the second one of this. What, what, fallen. Oh, Fallen Order. Sorry, Fall- Fallen Kingdom. Fallen, Fallen Order. Kingdom, yeah. I'm thinking of Star Wars. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. So, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, they wanted them to be like military. Well, they wanted to just sell. It was sort of like a Build-A-Bear kit, but they were selling. <laughs> so, they were selling embryos and full dinosaurs to the highest bidders mm. rather than just trying to domesticate them. But they showed the ability to weaponize specific dinosaurs. Yeah. So, they had this stupid gun that had a laser. <laughs> That you pointed at an enemy, you could just easily shoot the enemy. No, while you had the laser point at them, but instead you press a button and it makes the dinosaur go kill them. How is that more convenient? I think bullets would be cheaper <laughs> than a dinosaur. Yes, yeah. So it's a similar kind of thing. He wants dinosaurs to be controlled. Now on his desk, we'll see the old aerosol can uh, okay. that Newman had, and he'll yep. either keep it as a memento or possibly it'll. How be- did he get it? They find it. You okay. know, one of his men go looking for it, right? It has genetic strands. I know the genetic strands are only able to be used in like 36 hours or something. That's but, right. You know, he, 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 this guy would probably- and it was also buried under mud. Absolutely. But I think they'll still find it. And I think that'll be a, a nice little nice little reference to the original movie. So he'll either keep it as a memento or it might be insinuated that he managed to somehow use the genetic strands in some capacity, you know, managed to- Wait, so he didn't buy them from the auction that was conveniently four years earlier. He went all the way to Jurassic Park, dug around in the dirt, on the, on a dinosaur-infested island until they dug up an aerosol can that happened to contain dead dinosaur DNA because mm-hmm. it was, you know, past its uh, use-by date. I'm Is that t- what you're telling me? I'm going to take. I'm going to say two things to you. Yep. One. He Fuck could've, you. <laughs> he could have. He, three things now. Okay. He could have gone there, tried to get the can because he's desperate and realized it wasn't working and was like, okay, I've just got this can now, right? Secondly, this is a movie where there was a clone human, okay? okay fair enough. So anything is and, possible. And what was the third thing? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> so, upon hearing the news that Blue was not captured, he reacts like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget. I'll uh, get you next time, Gadget. Owen decides that he's going to go solo, 
And he calls his old crew in. When I say his old crew, it's all the people in the previous movie. Oh, great. <laughs> yep, they're all back again. And including so who are those people? Oh, I don't want to name them. The The woman that's the non- So, Faye Valentine from yep. Cowboy Bebop. Yep. Justice yep. Smith from- Pokemon, Detective, Detective Pokemon. Yep. Uh, the guy that was also close to the Raptors- Oh, him. him. Yeah, yeah. He is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't work him in. He's in there too. And there's also going to be a pilot named uh, Kayla who is also credited. Kayla Watts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they aren't stupid, Claire will stay with Madison. I'm about to say what now? Uh, <laughs> well, because they're not stupid, Claire's going to stay with Madison in the cabin. So they're going to. Okay, so they're going to stay behind. Yeah, they're going to stay behind. But Madison really wants to Who's help. Who's Madison, by the way? Uh huh. Maisie. Oh, Maisie! Ah, fuck it. Um, it's Maisie, actually, not Madison. But uh, Maisie will want to help, so she sneaks onto the plane. Okay. Yep. So they this part of the movie is they. So gonna- Claire's just still back at home. <laughs> no, no, Claire goes with them. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, so they Mad- both sneak onto the plane. <laughs> yeah. Macy sneaks onto the plane, and then like Claire jumps on the plane. Okay, they're, like, <laughs> they're off. I was hoping that there'd be like a moment where Claire could, like brings a tray of food into Maisie's bedroom, and Maisie's is like, "Don't come in! I just ate a whole bunch of like baked beans, and it's going to be really gassy." And she set up this like elaborate like figure under the covers. And- yeah. <laughs> Sure. I think what I thought was going to happen in this movie was I thought they were going to be separated in a you know and have their own story with Owen doing his yep. own thing. But everything I saw in the trailer is they're together. That's I'm, right. I'm too lazy to to work that plot hole in. So, oh sorry, work that plot point in. So, <laughs> I just I just decided okay. oh they can all just be together. Why not? So to sort of find more information about this company, they're going to globe trot around and find sure. the real heroes of this story. They're going to starting with Malcolm. They'll find Malcolm. Where's he? Uh, so he will be at this point. He'll be an outspoken intellectual, giving lectures to figureheads. So we'll probably see him in like an office, sort of like he did in the previous movie. Exactly like he did in the previous movie. Um, also, just another prediction, just on Malcolm. There'll be moments where he eats stuff while giving monologues. I hope so. Give me points. It's like the fly who vomits on a donut <laughs> and then like slurps it up. He always does that. He's a big uh, what? <laughs> he's a big eat actor. You okay. notice that? He's he's always eating. No, I've never noticed that. Notice it. Next time you watch a Jeff Goldblum movie. Okay. I certainly notice him eating the scenery in a lot of movies. (laughs) Tell me about it. Next we'll meet Ellie. He'll be in a research lab, sort of trying to create methods. Doing science. Yeah, doing science stuff. Trying Trying to make this situation more livable between humans and dinosaurs. Okay. And lastly, we'll meet Alan. He'll be on a dig site. The idea we get is that he's not seen anyone for years. After, wow, he's really lonely. He's, you know, well, he was always that kind of guy, right? So after everything that happened, he wanted to remove himself from human life and he doesn't want to be involved in any of this anymore. So he might need to be convinced by- After uh, he saw the box office for Jurassic World <laughs> 3, he didn't want to be involved with any of these movies anymore and then went into like hiding. Alan. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, Chris Pratt will convince him. Yeah. All right. So, so Chris Pratt goes globetrotting and says, like, I know these guys who I haven't mentioned in any other movies, but mm-hmm. they're going to come and help us because I know them already. I think Claire will know them. Oh, Claire will know them somehow. Yes. Or, Just through her connections with Hammond yeah. from the previous yeah, they, they two might, movies. They might do a little bit of research and they might be like, oh, let's go get Malcolm. Like, he's, he's a public figure. And then Malcolm will be like, well, we need to get Ellie. In fact, that's what's going to happen. Did you like how in the previous movie, they clearly couldn't get John Hammond back, so they just created the character of Lockwood to completely yeah. replace him? And then suddenly, for all this time, John Hammond and I were partners, and I know just as much about cloning dinosaurs as he does. Huh? Where <laughs> yeah. did that come from? They didn't mention that anywhere in any of the other movies. Yeah, it kind of makes Hammond look like a dick for not like... Yeah, just stealing all the credit. <laughs> yeah. and, but uh... meanwhile, this guy's over here cloning people. <laughs> Specifically his own family, for some reason. (laughs) They could have cloned anybody. Could have cloned Gandhi. Could have cloned Einstein. No, my daughter. Oh, that's where his heart is, right? That's what he wants. I suppose so. 
You're going to question the ethics of that one. So they'll meet each character in that order. There'll be several dinosaur attacks in between this where the characters will appear like they're in danger, but will escape by the skin of their teeth. Yep. My car breezed over that. Just running away from dinosaurs. Just running away from dinosaurs. They'll go to a European country where they'll Uh, be shipping teal. What's that? Did you have something to say? Yeah. Where in Europe? Maybe Budapest? (laughs) Yeah, let's go Budapest. Okay. Let's die on that hill. <laughs> I hope it is Budapest. That'd be great. So, yeah, in this spot, they're going to be shipping Budapest, Teal yeah. to Dodgson. So, okay. they'll save... They'll save. So, they took Teal, presumably, all the way from America. Yes. Or wherever Owen's cabin is. Presumably yep. America, because yep. dinosaurs are running around in the area. Mm-hmm. All the way over to Budapest yep. to ship to Dodgson, who is where? In America. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. They so have another lab in Budapest. They get paid by kilometre. <laughs> Or mile for our uh, international <laughs> listeners. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's it's all part of the process, right? And you're Johnson's looking at the bill. It's like Jesus Christ. There's so much travel. <laughs> you found you found teal over in Europe. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so when they save teal, they'll also release a bunch of raptors. The result will be a cool motorbike chase scene with Owen. Yep, because every action movie has to have a motorbike chase. We've said that several times on this show. Especially every Jurassic Park movie. That's right. Well, these new ones, Jurassic World movies. He's always on a motorcycle. Yeah. So while this is happening, there's going to be a secondary plot thread throughout this movie where political leaders are discussing what to do about this problem. Mm, Like in Godzilla. (laughs) To prevent dinosaurs escaping any further, they'll create borders which contain them and it'll be the main area of USA. Now this is so they just build like a huge wall (laughs) along the border of America and Mexico. (laughs) It's called the Dino Wall. And they're like, it's for Mexico, it's for your protection. Well, it's kind of like Dying Light, right? They're trying to contain oh, this area. interesting reference. Mm. Uh, now, this is not going to be successful for all the dinosaurs, especially the flyy or swimmy dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. But they managed to contain most of them. There'll be a political discourse back and forth, but it will be decided that they want to evacuate this area and blow up the area to kill most of the dinosaurs as much as they wow. can. Wow, okay. Now, there are going to be activists throughout this that'll be against this. So, there'll be protests yeah, like, you can't do this, da 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 uh, It'll be found when they confront Wu, so they're going to visit Wu in a lab, that the dinosaurs will have a disease that is shortening their lifespan, similar to Blade Runner, if you like. Okay. The next part of this movie, Owen and the original heroes will be trying to get Blue back. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say that Blue gets captured in- Again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Again. Uh, you know- uh, the- So, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Blue's been with them on this journey the whole time? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. That would be great, actually. Blue's <laughs> just drive flying in, a, in, a, in an airplane. No, no, no. What will happen is while they've abandoned Blue in the cabin, yep. guys come in and- So Blue's Blue. back in the cabin watching TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanging exactly. out. Exactly. Staying up late. Yes. Um, watching the latest Marvel movies. Uh, watching like black and white gangster movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're trying to get Blue back. Um, so wait, so the, the poachers went back to Owen's cabin and kidnapped Blue a second time, yes. just for good measure. Yes, just okay. for good measure. And they're trying to do this before the entire area blows up, right? So time is of well, the well, essence. Well, so <laughs> Owen's cabin's going to get blown up. Well, the, the USA's going to get blown well, up. Well, all of USA's <laughs> no, going to be blown just, up? Just this area they've contained, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, which Owen's cabin just happens to be in. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Owen's wait, wait, this was a plot of another one of your movies. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, what was it? There was another movie where you were like, oh, the government's big plan is just to, to blow up America. <laughs> it was The Purge. Oh, you said the, that purge? In the, the Forever Purge. <laughs> you said that the government was going to blow up all of the US and everyone has to flee to Mexico. <laughs> so, it's yeah. the exact same as your, your, your Forever Purge plot. Oh, well, if it was. Let me tell you, it didn't happen in that movie. <laughs> It right. could happen here. Could Double down, here. why not? Okay. 
could happen here. So, uh, so while they're doing that, while Owen and the new, sorry, while Owen and like, you know, Alan and all those guys are doing that, Claire, uh, Macy and the new heroes, let's call them, will be trying to stop the bombs from going off. Okay. Uh, Dodgson and his men will capture our good guys who look like they've won in capturing blue. So they kid like they kidnap Owen and all those guys. Jeez, uh, I did not. Uh, a bad guy dinosaur that has been pursuing them this whole time. Will wait, then- wait, overseas? <laughs> was it swimming after them? Was what it mean? in a plane following them? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, they went to Budapest. Well, I didn't chase them in Budapest, but you know, around USA, you know, it can't. It, it, it you appeared. said they were globe trotting. <laughs> it made earlier scenes. All right. Okay. Um, he'll uh, a bad guy dinosaur. A bad guy dinosaur. Yeah. So it has a big mustache and a top hat. Yeah, of course. That's how you know it's a bad guy. And it'll appear and eat I the- I think they call them dastardlyosauruses. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> dastardly. Uh, and we'll eat the whimpering uh, Dodson and his men. Okay. Uh, when- Is it Dodgson? Yeah, it's Dodgson. Oh, yeah. So when Dodgson cries out for help, Alan will say, look, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's on the ground. He's about to be eaten by a dinosaur. He's like, I'm Dodgson. Dodgson. <laughs> we got Dodgson down here. <laughs> And again, Grant says, "See, no one cares," and then he gets eaten. Blue will also Blue will also take down the bad guy dinosaur, but will be but wow, will, yeah, yeah, I know, right? But will be mortally, <laughs> I know, right? But will be mortally wounded. Owen will tearfully say goodbye to Blue. Alan or breaking her neck, <laughs> merciful. <laughs> Sorry, yep. Blue, you had a good run. Yeah, Alan will look on with understanding. He'll be like, hmm. he'll be nodding. Yeah, I wish it nodding, was me. I fucking hate raptors. Uh, the pilot will arrive on it, like with Taylor, the, yep. Yeah, with the helicopter and grab our heroes before everything presumably blows up. Now, I struggled with how to end this. I struggled with this whole plot, but I struggled how to end this because you can't kill the dinosaurs off, otherwise the kids will cry. But you can't keep them alive because they would never kill off like a Brachiosaurus. <laughs> well, I like that bit in the movie, by the way. Oh that yeah, was a bit I actually enjoyed. I thought that was a really nice touch. But, you know, you can't have a sequel, right? Like, you can't leave anything... Like, it goes against the philosophy of the movie if you keep them alive, I think. So, the whole world blows up at the end. Okay. I didn't say the whole world... I said it's going... (laughs) I said the whole world is going... No, no. Just this part. Just this uh, area that they've contained the dinosaurs in. So, what's going to happen is Claire will appeal to a government figurehead and provide Mm -hmm. evidence of this dino disease. So, she so- comes in with her big muscles and her tank top. And he's like, hello, who's this? She's like, please, Mr. Government Agent, won't you promise not to blow up America? Yeah, exactly. So, so imagine you're a government figurehead and, yep. and Claire comes in and she says, sure. look, why blow up this area? Because the dinosaurs, as you can see in my papers here that I found, they're going to be dying anyway. It's going to be a natural... This is just a napkin that you've drawn on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a serious, it's serious it's research. It's a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, it's just like, oh, I just have to wait a little while for the dinosaurs to naturally become extinct. Oh, okay. All right. Now, also, okay. If my plot seemed a little- Crap. <laughs> if you had to- Confusing. If you had to, um, you know, Describe suspend your disbelief a little bit oh, okay. for my plot, yep. you're probably going to have to a lot more because Biosync- Biosyn, yeah. Biosyn, sorry. Has created a giant unnatural tree through their genetic fuckeries. Yeah. One of the dinosaurs will bite one of the Biosync bombs that they have and fling it into the tree because it realizes it's not food. And as our heroes are flying away watching the destruction, watching all this sort of take place from the safety of their helicopter, the tree will blow up, (laughs) producing a tidal wave of amber sap completely coating the dinosaurs, both eliminating them as a conflict and not officially killing them. (laughs) I am dumbstruck. (laughs) 
<laughs> the world will be restored. Wait, you say they're not dead even though they've been consumed by amber? Yeah, they're just- What uh, are they eating? Suspended. How are they breathing? They're just suspended, like they're frozen. That's not how amber works. <laughs> oh, that's how it works in this plot. Uh, the world will return. There'll be, uh, wait, wait, this is the end of the movie Danger Diabolique. It, well, I don't know that movie. <laughs> it's an Italian like James Bond ripoff movie from the oh, really? 60s. And it ends with Diabolique, the character, getting coated with gold. And he survives. He's just preserved inside the gold. <laughs> we don't know how he gets out of the gold, but he just winks at the camera and is like, I'm still alive. And yeah. that's how the movie ends. So this is what you're saying. This is what happens with the dinosaurs. Yes. We see a T-Rex coated in amber. We zoom in on his face. He winks so we know that he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. He's and all then, right. like, the end credits come up. <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Because everybody's going to be looking out, you know, meaningfully in the distance. And we realize that, you know... Some dinosaurs are still alive, right? But they're going to die in time. So everything's yeah. going to sort of return back to normal. So I think the only way this movie can officially finish is in a museum. There's going to be a small child who will look up and wonder at the bones of a T-Rex, asking his or her parents a huge amount of questions about, you know, the dinosaurs. Owen and his family, being Claire and uh, Macy, yep. will look on and smile. The end. That was my Jurassic Turf movie. <laughs> it certainly was. Wow. Um... I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can really say is I really hope that's the movie we get because that'll be the best Jurassic Park movie that they've ever made if they follow that plot line. I'm not sure where you got a lot of that from looking at the trailers. Oh, yeah? Because safe to say we have almost 100% completely different plots. <laughs> Love it! I don't think we have any similarities at all. Are there, are there dinosaurs in your plot? Yeah, there's dinosaurs, but well, that's you, a good you, didn't even, point. you didn't even name any. I think you said flyy dinosaurs <laughs> and bad guy dinosaurs. Yeah. But That's their official names. Okay. And swimmy right. dinosaurs. And blue. And raptors. Okay, you said raptors. I, I think I said a T-Rex. You, yeah, you, okay. <laughs> Let's get into my plot, right. because I think we've spoken long enough already. And I've written quite an extensive plot, so... I tried to make it as short as possible, but I'm like, there's so much going on in this trailer. And we know, first of all, this is a prediction straight away. We know that this movie will be too long. It's probably going to be around two and a half hours. Way too long. That's going to be my prediction. Not three hours, but two and a half hours. Or if I was more specific, I'd say two hours, 21 minutes. There you go, with credits. Fingers crossed it's not that long, but still. Uh, they always do that in like the conclusion of a trilogy. They always make it the longest one, mm. unnecessarily so, because I, I guess because they've got big cast, they've got to wrap everything up. Uh, yeah. For so. this, they have a lot of stories yep. to wrap up. All right. Yep. Two and a half hours. I definitely agree with now, you. Now, because I didn't see them in the trailer, I'm going to presume that Zia and Franklin will only appear as a cameo in one scene in the movie because we really don't care about them. <laughs> Hopefully in that cameo, they're eaten by dinosaurs because I was just waiting the whole time, as I said, for them to die in that previous movie and they didn't. So... They're not going to die in this one. We don't care about them, but they're not going to die. They're just going to turn up so we can acknowledge them, and then they'll move on and won't be in the rest of the movie. Okay. So, I think the movie will open on a farm in Texas, not too far from the Mexican border, so like a Rambo-style rant, <laughs> with Dr. Ellie Sattler, who rocks up in a Jeep and asks the local farmer about a dinosaur that has been causing problems in the area. The farmer explains that something has been eating their crops, but she's interrupted by two <laughs> screaming children who come running over as grasshoppers swarm behind them. A pair of stegosauruses appear from within the swarm, stampeding after the two kids. Ellie rescues the two kids in her Jeep and drives them to safety. Aren't stegosauruses uh, vegetable-eating Yeah, that's right. But they're startled by the grasshoppers, uh, I guess. They're just out there eating, like, crops, and then, like, the grasshoppers swarm, and they're confused because they don't know what they are. Maybe they're locusts. I don't know. Which are the ones that, like, eat crops? Do grasshoppers eat crops, or is that locusts? Uh, I think it's locusts, right? Because that's a plague creature. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Grasshoppers probably do as well. Yeah, okay. Well, I see grasshoppers. It's probably locusts, but whatever. I'm sticking with grasshoppers. So, the, the grasshoppers swarm up in the air. The dinosaurs get confused. They start stampeding. They stampede towards the farm. The children are startled. 
Ellie has to rescue them, and that's our opening action scene. Cool. It's brief, it's short, and it introduces us to the concept of dinosaurs straight away. We then have a montage of dinosaurs living in modern America, not in like cities and going to cafes and stuff, but you, we just see them roaming around modern day America. In cities? Not in cities, so in the, in, in the wildlife. So mm-hmm. I'll explain exactly what we see in a second. So over the top of this, we hear audio of a news broadcast, which fills us in on what has happened between the previous movie and now. I love when that happens. Since the dinosaurs were released from the Lockwood estate in the previous movies, they have settled into life in the wild and have bred due to having frog DNA, quite like in the first Jurassic Park movie. So all the dinosaurs are bred as female, so they don't reproduce. But as we know from frogs, they can change their sexuality in perilous situations. Not like, you know, life and death situations. But if there's a lack of men, they can change their gender to male in order to keep the species going. Mm-hmm. If only humans had that capability. Which, uh, which makes sense why 12 dinosaurs is now multiplied. Exactly, exactly. Now, they seem to be confused as to how... Blue has given birth in the movie. It almost seems like she's given birth as like a Mary Magdalene, not Mary Magdalene, <laughs> Mary Magdalene. as in like a, a Mother Mary style figure. Like she's right. given birth through immaculate conception almost. But I suppose we'll see. We'll it's see. Just like Blue, where were you last night? Why are you coming home so late? <laughs> we heard the, we heard a car dropping you off. <laughs> we saw a strange raptor driving off into the night. So in this montage, we'll see pterodactyls nesting on top of a New York skyscraper. We see the iconic Mosasaurus leaping out of the ocean to bite down on a fishing cage. And we see a T-Rex interrupting a drive-in movie. I love that. So over the last four years, this has just become a part of everyday life. It's like when you see a tiger in the wild or whatever. It's a rare occurrence, but it does happen. People do get attacked. This is what it's like in this movie. Everyone's just bored. They're still going to drive-in movie theaters, though. Like, there's a chance you might get eaten by a dinosaur. Oh, well, I'll risk it. Yeah, exactly. They really want to see Doctor Strange. So they're not going to risk missing out on Doctor Strange to uh, <laughs> not go and see it. You know, if anything, like a T-Rex will come in and liven up the experience. Wake everybody up. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm oh, no. I'm did, you, did you hear that? Everyone's just turned the podcast yes. off. So we then cut to a dig site in the desert where Dr. Alan Grant is digging up dinosaur bones or something. <laughs> he finds Ellie waiting in his tent. So sort of like how they go into their, their caravan, their, their trailer in the original movie. They come across John Hammond in there. They do an homage to that. So he walks into his oh. tent and Ellie's in there. Maybe she's popping a bottle of champagne for today. Uh, and Ellie tells him that she's discovered that Lewis Dodgson, who was one of the villains from Jurassic Park, has started his own dinosaur cloning business called Biosyn. Mm-hmm. There we go. Or maybe he had it the whole time. Who knows? Dodgson offered Ellie a job as a consultant at Biosyn, but Ellie suspects that Biosyn is planning to use their dinosaurs for military purposes, as is always the plot in all of these Jurassic World movies. Okay, that, there's a similarity there. Yeah, exactly. So, One. so Dodgson is giving the impression, he's like, well, okay, we're going to make dinosaurs for scientific study, to make for theme parks, ill-fated theme parks, and just general sort of good guy stuff. But she's like, I actually think that Dodgson has like military contracts, but I'm not exactly sure... So, the whole plot, the whole, like, plot point here is that she wants to ask Grant to join her in investigating Biosyn from the inside, sort of as, like, inside agents, and potentially prevent the exploitation of dinosaurs. Grant hesitates at first, but ultimately agrees to join Ellie. Makes sense so far? Makes sense so far. We then cut to a bunch of cowboys on horseback who are rounding up a herd of Diplodocuses, and we see that Owen is with them. Owen now works as a dinosaur wrangler and helps the locals round up wild dinosaurs. So he's helping to sort of like control the dinosaur problem for farmers and whatnot. Mm. Kind of like in your plot. Claire and Maisie now live with Owen in an isolated cabin and the three now form a surrogate family. Since Maisie is a clone of Lockwood's daughter, Owen and Claire have promised to protect Maisie from Lockwood scientists who are looking to study her DNA. Oh, So picking up from that like never resolved plot point from the previous movie. So one morning, Maisie is chopping wood outside their cabin while Owen and Claire potter around nearby. So Owen's working on his bike, Claire is raking leaves, and they are surprised to see the raptor Blue 
who turns up with a baby raptor. Owen does the whole holding up his hand and squatting down thing <laughs> that he does constantly through these movies as they all admire Baby Blue. See, I worked it into my plot as <laughs> nice, well. Nice, very nice. Blue and the baby take their leave and Baby Blue is captured when she's lured into a trap by an animal carcass. So, sort of like that scene in, what is it, The Return of the Jedi when Chewbacca sees like the dead animal and he gets captured yeah. in, in a tree net. Same thing happens but with Baby Blue. So, Owen tries to save Baby Blue, but while he's away, another group of men capture Maisie. Blue is pissed off that her baby was captured, and Owen promises to get her baby back. Blue slashes Owen's hand as a kind of blood pact to remind him of his promise. I love the name Baby Blue, by the way. Yeah, it's the only thing I could come up with. Grant and Ellie arrive at the Biosyn headquarters via helicopter, which is a large facility surrounded by a forest. So, the building itself, I think we see it in the trailer, it's like a huge stadium-looking building, but it's sort of like got grass growing on top of it. It's a very naturalistic sort of looking building. When I say naturalistic, I mean like it's a modern building designed to blend into the environment. So, it has uh, plants growing on it. It's an eco-friendly building. There you go. That's what I was stretching for. So, as they arrive, they are greeted by Dodgson himself, who is excited for them to be working with him. Ellie and Grant are all fake smiles as they are led into a lab where they are surprised to meet Dr. Ian Malcolm and his assistant, Ramsey Cole. Oh. So, Malcolm was hired as a consultant when Dodgson promised him that they were working to control the current dinosaur problem. Now, I actually have no idea why Malcolm would agree to work in a dinosaur cloning facility at all, but I don't think the movie will care about that either. Yeah. He's just like, oh, they gave me enough money. And I said, yes. Because it's kind of against everything he's about. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's already working at Biosyn. He'd been working with them for a little while now. And Ellie and Dr. Grant have come in recently. Makes sense. Makes sense. But they didn't realise he was going to be there. So, it's also revealed that Dr. Wu also works at this Biosyn facility. So, we have a moment where like, who's this man with long hair? He turns around. Oh, it's Dr. Wu. The music goes, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Meanwhile, Owen and Claire team up with Kayla Watts, who was a former Air Force pilot who quit the service after watching Top Gun Maverick. Oh, really? Kayla is an old friend of Owen's and agrees to help them find Maisie by flying them from place to place. He's like, oh, I've got nothing else to do this <laughs> I'll week. be your chauffeur. I'll just fly you around. So, Owen, Claire, and Kayla manage to track down the kidnappers who operate an underground dinosaur smuggling operation in Valletta, Malta. So, not Budapest, in Malta. Owen and Claire sneak into the thug's base of operations, but Maisie is nowhere to be found. Claire finds evidence that Maisie has been handed off to Biosyn, but she soon is discovered by the thugs, as in Claire's discovered by the thugs. She's like looking on their computer (laughs) and they come up behind her. In order to save Claire, Owen releases the smuggler's dinosaurs from their containers. Oh, as a distraction. That's right. So, two Carnotauruses are released as well as a group of raptors. So, Carnotauruses are the ones with the big horns. You might have seen them in the Fallen Kingdom movie. Not the one with the flat head. No, it's right. like a T-Rex, but with horns. Oh, okay. So, it's called a Carnotaurus because it's like it's like a T-Rex, so it's a carnivore, Taurus as in a bull. Right. Cool. And raptors speak for themselves. We know what they are. So, the raptors kill the armed thugs and Owen jumps on a dirt bike and tries to get the raptors to follow him. The raptors all chase Owen, but one of them stays behind and chases Claire to the roof. Claire runs across the rooftops, followed closely by the raptor, before jumping into the back of a moving ute. Love it. Or truck for our American listeners. Like we see in the trailer, Claire manages to take down the raptor by clotheslining it with a pole. Oh, yeah, that bit was awesome. Owen leads the rest of the raptors to a town square where the two Carnotauruses are creating chaos and eating people. The raptors fight the Carnotaurs and Owen and Claire say fuck it and leave. <laughs> Owen, Claire and Kayla fly to a Biosyn facility in Alaska in the hopes that they'll find Maisie there. But as they approach the facility, their plane is attacked by a pterodactyl. The plane crashes and Claire is separated from Owen and Kayla during the chaos. Claire ends up crashing into the Biosyn facility, so a piece of the like plane fuselage with her seat in it goes like, 
through like a, a piece of glass and she ends up smashing through the ceiling of a greenhouse that contains an artificial jungle, quite like at the end of Watchmen. Who made the artificial jungle? It's a biosyn facility oh, in Alaska. Right, right, right. The artificial jungle is designed to house a Therizinosaurus who begins stalking Claire. Now, I'm going to say a lot of dinosaur names throughout this plot, so I apologize to anybody if I'm mispronouncing them. I have to say I'm really impressed with the amount of dinosaurs you're fitting into this plot. I did so much Googling. So, the Therizinosaurus is stalking Claire. Claire crawls into a pond and hides underwater, and Owen and Kayla arrive and distract the Therizinosaurus. The Therizinosaurus chases Owen and Kayla out of the greenhouse and into the snowy wasteland, where the two lead it onto a frozen lake. The Therizinosaurus, for some reason, dives under the frozen surface, (laughs) and Owen and Kayla make a break for it. Owen falls through the ice during this chase, but manages to escape the Therizinosaurus by the skin of his teeth. Maisie obviously isn't in this Biosyn facility either, so this was a waste of time, and Owen and Claire decide to head to the Biosyn headquarters for answers. Meanwhile, at the Biosyn HQ, we discover that Dodgson has kidnapped Maisie in order to study her DNA and unlock the secret to cloning people. So he knows how to do dinosaurs because he's got Dr. Wu there, but he's like, I have no idea how to do people, and that's what Maisie's for. And this is for military use, or we find out what he wants to do? Well, he just wants to be able to clone people for the ability to clone people. He could clone himself and live forever. Fair enough. He could do the whole plot of Gemini Man. (laughs) So Maisie is met by Dr. Wu, who tells her that he's being forced to work for Dodgson against his will and regrets all of the stupid decisions he made in the last two movies. Like agreeing to do the movies. (laughs) Grant, Ellie, and Malcolm learn that Ellie's hunch was true, and Dodgson really is planning to create his own dinosaurs to act as a military force, and he plans to use his dinosaur army to take over the world. Oh, and they're all going to have uniforms and hats. Absolutely, absolutely. He's going to have the stupid gun with the laser pointer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Grant, Ellie, and Malcolm plan to sabotage the facility to prevent Dodgson's evil plan from going ahead. We also learn around this point that Baby Blue was kidnapped in order to make more clones of Blue, since Blue's blood was made impure by the T-Rex blood transfusion from the previous movie, if you remember that. Yeah, vaguely. So they can't use Blue's DNA because it's been tainted by T-Rex DNA. So So Baby Blue is like a clean version. Oh, nice. Owen, Claire and Kayla arrive at the Biosyn facility, where they enter through underground tunnels. They decide to split up, with Owen deciding to rescue Baby Blue, while Claire and Kayla rescue Maisie. Owen soon runs into Grant, Malcolm, and Ramsey, who are busy sabotaging the facility's gas pipes to start a fire. Ellie, meanwhile, is preparing to release the dinosaurs from their enclosures to prevent them from burning to death within the facility. Just to make things more confusing, Dr. Wu decides to help Maisie escape, and they run into Grant and Owen. So this is his redemption. He's That's right. change a heart. That's right. He's like, Maisie, you've got to get out of here. It's a good thing you decided to help her escape too, because they're about to blow up the facility, <laughs> essentially. So he's, he's run into Grant and Owen, who are also running around. Ellie releases the dinosaurs from captivity with the help of Claire and Kayla, which causes chaos within the facility. Owen, Grant, and Maisie manage to track down Baby Blue, and Owen drugs the baby raptor and straps it to his back. He's got a little raptor backpack on. (laughs) When Malcolm, Grant, and Ramsey question why Owen is rescuing the baby raptor, Owen admits that he made a promise to Blue, and this doesn't help his plan look any more reasonable. At this point, a fire breaks out in the facility, and we see several dinosaurs fleeing into the surrounding forest, which also catches a light. The dinosaurs will be alright, don't worry, it's just, you know, the facility fire started a forest fire as well. Yeah, and everyone's going to flee, and the dinosaur's going to flee. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dodgson attempts to flee with some of his thugs in a fleet of trucks, but they are all eaten by dinosaurs as is standard. Love it. Our heroes flee the burning facility, where they come face to face with a huge carnivorous dinosaur. Grant tells the group that this dino is the Giganotosaurus, which is the largest prehistoric predator. 
Our heroes have to flee from the Giganotosaurus, leading to several close calls. I couldn't be bothered going into detail here. Who cares? They're going to be running away from a dinosaur. It's going to bite things. It's going to smash through yeah, walls. we know what's going to happen. They managed to escape the Jigglyosaurus. <laughs> Jigglyosaurus. The Jigglyosaurus. During the chase, Claire runs into a frill-necked Dilophosaurus and closely avoids being spat on. Just as it looks like our heroes are being- <laughs> From the audience? Oh, from the dinosaur. Yeah, from the dinosaur. Settle down, Matty D. Just as it looks like our heroes are going to be eaten by the Giganotosaurus, a T-Rex swoops in to save the day, as always happens in all of these movies. The T-Rex and the Giganotosaurus fight, giving our heroes a chance to escape. Because the Giganotosaurus- I cannot say that enough. <laughs> the Jiggysaurus. The Giganotosaurus is much bigger than the T-Rex. It looks like it might win the fight. But more dinosaurs join the fight, like at the end of Star Wars Episode Nine, and they take down the giant beast by working as a team. So, like, a, a Triceratops <laughs> comes in and helps. <laughs> They're all together, working together. You Some know. raptors come in to help. A Brontosaurus, no, they don't exist. A Brachiosaurus comes in and, like, swings its tail at him. It's like a raptor that gives an inspirational speech, like, yeah, exactly. They're like, they all come in together. Now that our heroes are safe, they decide that humanity's only chance for survival is to learn to live alongside the dinosaurs rather than attempting to destroy them with, like, nuclear missiles or something really <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> Owen, and Claire, Owen and Claire and Maisie return to their cabin and watch with joy as Blue is reunited with her baby. Blue gives Owen a thumbs up and the two Why, Blue gives a thumbs up? And the two raptors run off into the sunset. Does he have a leather jacket and, like, Fonzie Blue's glasses? a girl. Blue, sorry. Well, maybe change to a male, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wait, that's, that makes less sense because she gave birth. And that was my Jurassic Park. No, oh, sorry. That was my Jurassic World Dominion plot. Right. So they, they ride off into the sunset. They run off. Free, yep. All the dinosaurs are free to All live the- their life alongside people. Happy dappy. How do you feel? Are you confident? Yeah, not really. I just stringed a lot of action scenes from the trailer together. That's pretty much what I did. It's a good strategy. Yeah. And Dodgson was just evil. He was just like, I want to rule the world with dinosaur armies. Yeah. Before you ask, I'm not really confident at all. No? Okay. I didn't think you were. In case case you wanted to ask. In case I really took your plot seriously. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) And thought there was a chance of it actually happening. Anyway, let's open the gates of Jurassic Park to our audience and let them see if they have any ideas of what they might think will happen in this new movie, Jurassic World Dominion. So if you want to let us know what you think is going to happen in the movie, or if you agree or disagree with either Matty D or I, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching for potential spoilers. It's pretty easy to find. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Simple as that. So before we wrap up the episode for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course, as is standard, you know the formula by now. Every time we do a prediction, we follow it up with an actual spoilers installment. And we've gone from talking about a movie that Matty D is not excited to see to a movie that Matty D actually might be pretty excited to revisit. Oh, yeah? Because next week we're going back and looking at how close we got to predicting the plot of Free Guy. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, where he's a video game NPC. That's right. We both watched this uh, movie. Now I guess we got to watch right. it again. That's right. I'm going to be watching it for a second time. I think Matty D will be as well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see who was closer to predicting the plot of the movie. That's right. So listen to that episode. If you haven't seen Free Guy yet, go out and watch that movie. Or if you don't care, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother, yeah. Listen to our episode to get a heads yeah, up. Yeah, we'll original talk- episode. We'll be talking all things Free Guy. So until we return to talk about Free Guy. Nature uh, finds a way. I think it's life finds a way. And life finds a way. <laughs> Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. You shouldn't use my name. Dodson, <laughs> <laughs>
did a test run on this thing. It took me 20 minutes. I thought it could maybe push to 18, but you got to give me at least 15 minutes. Give me the 15 minutes. Nice hat.